0: Everything I know I about Fallout Boy, song. I've learned from being in a car with you.
1: <laughs> I'm like unbelievably flattered. <laughs> I feel like that uh, is such a good sign for both of us. I
0: mm-hmm. know <laughs> you're guiding me on the road to salvation. Exactly. As someone who refuses to listen to Fallout Boy. Don't
1: hide the Jennifer's Body soundtrack from me. Don't. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, you've told. I've made you listen to the song. can Nothing? I can tell.
0: It is Panic at the Disco. I'm like, God, that sounds like Brendan oh, Urie. I forgot it was not
1: Panic at the Disco. Damn it. <laughs> I love this song. Damn
0: it. And I was like, wow, I never realized how much Fallout Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Panic at
1: the Disco. Damn it. I was I guess that was just hope talking that it was Dude, and i get that it was Fallout Boy instead of Panic at the disco. You know.
0: As obnoxious as Brendan Urie has been in later years, mm-hmm. uh, he has such a pretty voice. He really does. It's
1: so unfair. Oh, it's
0: ridiculous.
1: Such a dickhead.
0: Yeah. <laughs> small man yeah is he once passed him in a hallway and it was we're like the same height it was very jarring i was
1: jealous at the time but now i think you should have spit on (laughs) it you might have liked it damn it you can't do shit to men these days (laughs) if you step on their head they might be like oh yeah oh yeah finally
0: (laughs) (laughs) um hey welcome back (laughs) (laughs) to the super sapphic film
1: club (laughs) We recorded all of the Super Saffa Queen intros all at once. And if you listen to them, I feel like you can hear the deterioration happening. Rapidly (laughs) declining.
0: Yeah, it's, um, you know, the human brain maybe isn't meant to talk for 20 whole minutes.
1: It's true. (laughs) 20, only 20 minutes. Maybe 30. Maybe 30.
0: Yeah, Yeah, hi, I'm Haley. Hi, I'm Claire. And, uh,
1: we are... (laughs) the end of super sapphic Wings. sad so sad but we're ending on a high note But oh
0: my god are we ending on the highest of high notes one of my
1: favorite movies i think of all time maybe yeah
0: it's certainly my favorite uh diablo cody film Uh,
1: very true which
0: is saying something since she also wrote juno yeah
1: i do like juno juno
0: is i that was so much of my personality in high school (laughs) god i wanted i oh elliot page i had such a crush on him Uh, (laughs) you have no idea yes i can't believe he made um that horrible like scout skirt over jeans yeah work.
1: it worked so well though.
0: I, it was unbelievable
1: and i remember probably all of the one-liners from that movie they're i they're like impossible to forget
0: they're so good it's one doodle you can't undo that's the
1: fucking one i was just <laughs> thinking of that ain't i know it. it's a sketch it's one doodle can't be undead home skeleton. <laughs>
0: oh rain wilson <laughs> oh oh king
1: oh god it's so good um it's jennifer's body it's jennifer's body I if couldn't you couldn't stand it anymore if you couldn't guess it's jennifer's body
0: yes uh the last of our our spooky uh woman love woman non-binary love woman films from the canon
1: that we made up yes which is good because it's a little loose it's a loose canon yeah <laughs> it's
0: a it's, <laughs> <this time. laughs> it's a it's a renegade yeah <laughs> she doesn't she works alone
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> we brought her out of retirement for one last job. <laughs> one last, um, <laughs> this movie's so fucking good. Okay, so it's so fucking good. If you somehow don't know, Jennifer's body is a two thousand and nine u s. film written by Diablo Cody and directed by Karen Kusama and a goddamn classic the goddamn <laughs> a Goddamn classic. classic a newly possessed high school cheerleader, Jennifer, played by Megan Fox in her best role ever, uh-huh. in my opinion, I know turns into a succubus who specializes in killing her male classmates. Can her best friend, Needy, played by Amanda Seyfried, put an end to the horror? Amazing. 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 This film
0: is so fantastic. I'm so excited. It's just so fucking good. It's deeply, deeply subtext. It is. There's like one questionable scene, but like... They
1: do kiss, at least. They do kiss. We've gotten
0: less than that in the past. So much less than that.
1: They kiss, and...
0: They're, they kiss and there's Im- no suicide there's no
1: suicide <laughs> jennifer implies she's bi <laughs> yeah in the funniest way of all time <laughs> it's like this and that. i'm a
0: little bi furious that was yes
1: like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i forgot about that one right so fucking good but in general this is just a fucking fantastic movie yeah If you have a chance to watch it, you should. This is the one we've both already seen, so. I know. (laughs) There will be no stay tuned uh, to see what we thought. Well, we can finally say we're excited and know that we're not going to be fucking burned by it later. I'm so excited to rewatch this movie and talk all about it. Oh, my God. I can't wait. There will probably be rabbit holes to fall down. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, I didn't realize that Karen Kasama. I think she's directed a couple episodes of The L Word. Really? And she also, uh, her first film she wrote and directed was Girl Fight. It's the, um... Oh my God! Who's the lesbian in Fast and Furious? She's not actually a lesbian. <laughs> the helicopter, but she pilot? is in my heart. What Michelle Rodrigo Yeah, she's yeah. the
1: helicopter. Pilot. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I haven't seen the movie, so I didn't know. Uh, I guess she was only that in Avatar, but I always just think of her as the girl who flies the helicopters oh, in action movies. Yeah, she usually is.
0: <laughs> girl, she's great. But she's it so was good. like her first film and Karen Kasama's first film, um, and I've been meaning to watch it forever, but I just never have. Oh, uh, stoked! I know. Yeah, it's gonna be
1: good. That's all I have. We'll
0: be back. Get out of here. Yeah, no, that's it. Okay, cool. Sick. Like, I'll just put our microphones as the output.
1: Oh, love that. I don't hear anything. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I can Hello? hear the ocean.
0: Um. <laughs> holy hot dog!
1: Oh my god! It's been a minute. We're
0: back. <laughs> It's been a while for you, mm-hmm. our loyal thirty listeners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we cherish each one of you individually.
0: Dearly. <laughs> um, it's been even longer for us. Yeah. It's, d- d- been it's been like almost two December.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Call it an early Christmas present.
1: Yeah. I early know. gay Christmas. It, but it's Yeah. Also real Christmas. But it's
0: yes. Mm-hmm. Early as in next year's gay Christmas.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Not late it's early (laughs) exactly if you think about it like that uh no we're finally back yes and we have jennifer's body we've
0: watched it i've watched it four times now
1: yeah no that's a lie three times three times yeah
0: because we watched it we watched the director's commentary Mm -hmm. which had karen Kasama and diablo cody Mm -hmm. for the theatrical version and then we watched the extended version that had the briefest sprinkling of karen Kasama commentary during the inserted scenes which was actually very frustrating to watch
1: yeah so <laughs> we had never seen these so we we should have just watched just the extended scenes or something yeah. and then watched with the commentary because we mm. were like oh this is a new scene i haven't seen and of course she's talking over it because it's she's assuming that track. we've watched <laughs> the parts that are new but we had not so we were like let's let's stop this for now i
0: got so grouchy i was like claire can we turn it off yeah. haha and what if i was joking and then i was like claire
1: we, we, turn we actually, actually turned it off yeah <laughs>
0: Okay. okay. Um, uh, hey, what in the world was this movie about, Claire? Oh, my
1: God. I'm so excited to tell you. Do you love my natural <laughs> segue? I did. I thought it was <laughs> so extremely organic. seamless. Yeah. Hey, what was the movie <laughs> What's about? the movie about? Let's talk about it. Okay. So, it is about Jennifer and Needy. Her name is Anita, but everyone calls her Needy, who are two high school best friends, but polar opposites, Jennifer's played by Megan Fox, so obviously she's the high school's resident hottest bitch alive, uh, and <laughs> uh, and Needy is the studious, frumpy one, or at least she's as frumpy as they were plausibly able to make Amanda Seyfried look.
0: <laughs> Go off, Queen.
1: You know? She's like, so
0: beautiful, it's absurd. It's
1: literally, like, this movie has the two most beautiful women of all time in it, yeah, I'm pretty sure. yeah. It was really distracting in pretty much every scene. And you know?
0: <laughs> They're also sorry. I'm going to let you finish. I promise. Yeah, they're no. just such good actors that they sell this dialogue so well, it's and I so don't think perfect. anyone else could have done it.
1: I literally <laughs> cannot picture anyone else no. as Jennifer Mm-mm. and also needy, but like especially yeah. Jennifer. You like know. Megan Fox was like born for this role. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer drags needy to see an indie rock band called Low Shoulder at the local bar in their small town of Devil's Kettle. And during the band's performance, a curtain behind the stage catches fire, which soon spreads to the rest of the bar. Jennifer, Needy, and the band members barely escape with their lives, while several people in the bar are killed. Amidst the rubble in the parking lot, the lead singer of Low Shoulder lures Jennifer into his van, despite Needy's pleas for her not to go with them.
0: Who's Adam Brody, by the way. Who's
1: Adam Brody, which I forget what else he's in.
0: Oh, he was in fucking... he's like a big teeny teen bopper boy from the 90s. A
1: big teeny bopper boy.
0: (laughs) I can't speak. I'm pretty sure it was 90210, which I didn't watch, but like every millennial, like just gasps for air and like
1: that's hilarious
0: dies a little when i say i haven't seen
1: i also have never seen (gasps) 90210 that's what happens every time i tell him oh (laughs) i was like what (laughs) um he's the lead singer from low shoulder in this movie by the way in case i went by that one too fast
0: oh he was in gilmore girls i forgot about that the oc
1: it's the oc oh there you go. go
0: which are the same in my head
1: i forgot he was in ready or not yeah,
0: uh, that was he a good was. Movie. Okay, he, he was really good in that.
1: Yeah, okay. Needy pleads for her not to go with them, but Jennifer does, and she can o- Needy can only watch as the van drives away. Later that night, Jennifer appears in Needy's kitchen, and she's covered in blood. She attempts to eat a rotisserie chicken from Needy's <laughs> fridge before immediately vomiting up some very demonic-looking black bile, nearly biting Needy's neck, and then retreating into the night. The next morning at school, Jennifer appears fine and dismisses Needy's concerns, appearing apathetic to the fire tragedy. That same day, she lures one of the male students into the woods, seduces him, then disembowels him. <laughs> meanwhile, boss,
0: girl, boss. Girl, boss, <laughs> girl. Boss,
1: girl. <laughs> the funniest meanwhile in the world. <laughs> meanwhile, while he's being disemboweled, uh, the band Low Shoulder gains popularity due to their falsely rumored heroism during the fire. A month passes, and the town of Devil's Kettle begins to recover from the tragedies, while Jennifer appears sick and listless. She accepts a date with the local emo boy, Colin, and (laughs) lures him to an abandoned house where she kills him and drinks his blood. Later that same night, Jennifer appears in Needy's bed, scaring her at first. The two kiss, at first tentatively, then decidedly less so— before eventually Needy pulls away and Jennifer explains what happened the night the bar burnt down. Low Shoulder took her into the woods and performed a ritual where they offer her as a virgin sacrifice to Satan in exchange for fame and fortune, which ended in them stabbing her to death. The sacrifice was a success, but because Jennifer wasn't a virgin, she became a demon who must eat people to survive. She reveals that her first victim was a boy who everyone thought had died in the bar fire that night, and also reveals that when she's hungry, she looks sick and feels weak, but after she's fed, she becomes her normal, beautiful self again, and can heal from any injury. Needy attempts to warn her boyfriend, Chip, that Jennifer is an evil succubus who must feed on human flesh and can only be killed when she's hungry and weak, and begs him not to go to the school dance, which she thinks will be a feeding frenzy. Chip does not believe her, obviously, and tries to go to the school dance, but is intercepted by Jennifer. Needy goes to the dance, intent on stopping Jennifer, but realizes that Jennifer isn't there and rushes off to save Chip, only to find him in an abandoned swimming pool, already woozy from blood loss, with Jennifer drinking his blood. Needy and Jennifer argue, and Chip impales Jennifer with a pool skimmer. (laughs) Injured and unable to heal, Jennifer flees. Needy holds Chip while he dies. Sad, Devastated, intent on revenge, Needy breaks into Jennifer's bedroom. Jennifer still has the listless look of a demon who hasn't fed enough. The two fight, and Jennifer bites Needy's neck in the struggle. When Needy rips off Jennifer's half of their best friend necklace, Jennifer stops fighting, and Needy stabs her in the heart with a box cutter, killing her for real this time. We time skip an unknown amount of time later, and now Needy is in a mental facility, presumably after pleading insanity for killing Jennifer. Needy reveals to us that she now has some of Jennifer's supernatural powers due to the bite, and she uses them to escape the mental facility and hitchhikes a ride, telling the driver she's following a band. While the credits roll, we see crime scene photos of the gruesome murder of the band Low Shoulder in their own hotel room and some blurry camera footage of Needy walking away. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. It's a pretty short? Yeah, it was pretty, yeah. Short. That, was pretty, that was good. I always you forget how, a how, how short how like long text looks and how short it takes to yeah. like read it
0: <laughs> no you're telling me
1: <laughs> my goodness that was
0: yeah god that was good
1: thank you very good there you go um, oh my god i skipped over so much stuff though that is like fun to talk about that we'll talk about yeah, now but yeah. it's such a good fucking movie that i almost want to be like just stop and go watch it right now if you haven't yet and now truly come back yeah although i did already spoil it so maybe do that before oh shit yeah. i think we said something in the pro- beginning. i'm sure we yeah. did yeah.
0: Um, just cause it is such a good movie. So good. There's nothing like it. There really isn't. And it's probably just a nostalgia talking, but there's something about like this type of movie from like the mid tens, mm-hmm. like late two thousands where I'm like, they just don't make movies like this anymore.
1: They don't. Like
0: there's such a, a like great, like there's a grit to it. Yeah. That isn't like, you know, grimdark, but just like, like even just a, like needy styling mm-hmm. is so like, ugly yeah. <laughs> in a way that I don't think that, like, a lot of movies are allowed to be anymore. It's true. And it's not even ugly. It's just, like, normal. Yeah. I, I should clarify. It
1: just looks like an, a normal person who wears kind of ugly sweaters. Yeah.
0: It's called being 15. Yeah.
1: You should <laughs> try it sometime. Except don't. I would rather never be 15 again. Thank yeah, you. Yeah.
0: God. Ugh. Can we talk about the opening sequence?
1: Yeah. Because I, I feel like...
0: I missed this when I was younger, mm-hmm. um but I feel like it's setting up a gotcha in like terms of our expectations. Yeah, because it's like Jennifer in bed being the hot one, and Anita like why do I keep calling her Anita? Her name is yeah. um Staring into her window, and then cutting to her in the mental facility.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's true. They really are trying to misdirect us in the beginning. I skipped over it in the initial part, but the movie does open with uh, a shot that is, it turns out, the scene at the end of the movie where Needy's looking in Jennifer's window before Mm -hmm. she breaks in, Yeah, like, very threateningly. So I think you're right. They were definitely trying to be like, look how crazy she is. Yeah.
0: And then they like jump to her mono- voiceover at the mental facility, and she's like, I used to be a normal teenage. And it opens with like, Hell is a teenage girl. Exactly.
1: <laughs> oh, iconic so, opening, though. So, so good. good.
0: Talking about how she's like a kicker. There's even a line where she's like, After the killings began, I started to feel, I don't know loose around the edges like it's really setting up that like needy killed jennifer but it's like like, as a
1: as just like she was a crazy murderer well yeah
0: i feel like it's setting up that like um lifetime movie like this desperate girl killed the star cheerleader Mm -hmm. kind of thing but it's like yeah i mean like it's a lifetime movie where they can show blood and say fuck
1: exactly (laughs) and it makes it really interesting when you then have the first like chronological cut Mm. where it starts to play from start to end for the rest of the movie where it goes to uh jennifer and needy being best friends and needy being you know all glasses and dorky sweater and like hi jen right i love you yeah Um,
0: because it's also i feel like it's setting up that jennifer like it's playing with our expectation that like She should be the object of obsession and, like, Mm -hmm. the thing that that violence is acted upon. Yeah. That she is, for most of the movie, the aggressor. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Even
1: the title is so tongue-in-cheek in in hindsight. Because, of course, if you just hear the title Jennifer's Body and it's Megan Fox looking so hot on the poster, you're going to be like, okay, it's about how hot Jennifer is. Right. It's about how she's, like, a vessel for a demon. Yeah. It's crazy and like aren't we all who isn't <laughs> especially at like what 17 yeah god then more than ever
0: i think a lot about how all the promotional pictures feature her in outfits that she never even wore in the movie <laughs>
1: did they really
0: yeah it's like even up. the cover of the dvd it's like her in a cheerleading costume that doesn't even match the one that's in the movie it it's doesn't
1: like, even match her like flags outfit no it's a that's different so color stupid. it's like
0: maroon and gray not purple and gold
1: that's funny, isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. Man, we're gonna have a whole section of this where we're talking about the marketing for this movie. Oh god, I swear, it's, it's so bad. Very honestly fascinating. It's like if you're in marketing, this is a good like uh, study. This for what not to do. Yeah,
0: for <laughs> real. See, the problem I don't know is where to
1: go next. I don't either. Yeah. I like
0: I love this movie so much. I ended up just writing down like funny quotes a lot of
1: the <gasps> <Yes>. time. <laughs> oh, I I copied full on the. Uh, cool argument scene at the end. Oh, God. Uh, and the Jennifer gets killed scene. It's just
0: so funny. Because they're
1: so fucking good. Like, they could so just good. read those.
0: <laughs> I know. God, when Di- Diablo Cody writes dialogue, she writes dialogue. She really does. <laughs> no one does it like her. It's true. For better and for worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you want to hear my cracked theory yes, that I tell came me. up with oh, when I was watching? Um, so I was really caught by how... One of the first things you hear about in this movie is, like, about the actual Devil's Kettle waterfall. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird. So, my my <laughs> stupid English class theory is that um, Devil's Kettle is kind of like a, a, the metaphor for, like, girlhood and, like, becoming a woman and, like, oh. femininity. Because they have this one line where is like, you drop all this stuff down and nothing ever comes out. <gasps>
1: No, I think you're on to something.
0: And she's like, so maybe it's – and then, like, I feel like that's a, such a direct parallel to Hell as a Teenage Girl, where it's, like, there's this huge – because she even says later, it's, like – or, you know, it's just really deep. Yeah. And so it's, like, um, in that transitional stage between, like, being a kid and being a woman, mm-hmm. it's, like – You just are throwing all this shit, and you don't really have any method for, like, excising it. Yeah. Um, And you just become this, like, thing that people keep throwing things into and, like, putting expectations and, like, sexualizing Mm -hmm. and et cetera and so forth.
1: Yeah. No, I like that. for additional context, they talk about Devil's Kettle being this waterfall in this fake town of Devil's Kettle where all this water goes into this whirlpool, and then they have no idea where it comes out, and they throw all these, like... Plastic balls into it to see if they can find them later, and no one has any idea. Uh, but then Needy later finds the plastic golf balls and the knife that they used to kill Jennifer, because mm-hmm. uh, they killed her at the Devil's Kettle waterfall. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't though that interesting? I do like that because it, it just it feels like
0: it's only because it's still in the beginning. And I'm thinking about it. It made me think about how in the extended version mm-hmm. they had. The cut of – because in the movie, Needy notices the fire at the bar first, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't scream or do anything. She just kind of watches it happen. Um, And in the extended version, they had that cut linger for longer, Mm -hmm. Um, and something about, like, the producers being uncomfortable that, like, she
1: was, like – Just, like, doesn't do anything to stop anything, anything, yeah. But I
0: feel like that's the same thing of, like, you know, it's, like, uh, something about that, like, things are dropped in and nothing comes out. But it's like, that's a trained response, almost, where it's like, this movie's so hard to talk about. It
1: really is. (laughs) I think I know what you mean, though. Maybe I'm going on a different branch from where you were, but it was like, I could see how that could be something about how, in general, we're not supposed to scream or make a big fuss about anything, like, especially women, but also in general, people just don't do a lot of... Panicking or like loud
0: noises. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, it's, it's like, um, the horrors of being a teenage girl is something that's often quiet. Like, mm-hmm. it's not about, like, um, Making a big fuss. Because, like, even when Needy sees Jennifer go into the van, it's, like, she's just kind of powerless. She's not, like, you can't go with them. Like, Mm -hmm. this is dangerous. It's just, like, we have the car. Let's take our own car. Let's just go. We don't have to. It's not, like, they're going to do something bad to you and we need to leave. Mm -hmm. Like, there's not even, like, a facility for that.
1: Yeah. There's also, like, it's so funny to me that they, just to touch on the marketing stuff a bit, that they marketed this movie for men just to go see how hot Megan Fox is.
0: Oh my god. Um
1: when this movie is about almost everything else in the world. <laughs> mhm. Mm-hmm. Like sure Megan Fox is literally gorgeous and so is uh, Amanda Seyfried, but there's like 15 different themes you could point to in this movie that are really interesting to talk about, which is making it really hard to talk about on a podcast. You know,
0: and it's also I think partly this is one of those movies where what you see in it says a lot about you, and I think that's also making me hesitant to yeah. talk about this movie. You know
1: what? That is a good point,
0: <laughs> you know, because I, I remember it because like there are so many things I see in this movie, and it is mostly about the like female friendship and like um not really understanding like how female, like women to women attraction works mm-hmm. and like understanding what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really surprised to hear like the director and the writer talking so much about like relation between like the masculine and the feminine mm-hmm. like i was really caught off by like there was one comment in particular where it's like everyone assumes that the killer is male that the guy like going around killing these boys in devil's kettles is man mm-hmm. and then it cuts to jennifer swimming alone in the lake and she's like karen Kassam's like and here's jennifer undeniably feminine oh, i was like what we <laughs> In my Christian Jennifer's body? Yeah. (laughs) We're talking about the undeniable feminine? Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, of course, but, like, I don't know. It's just not something I ever, like, really thought about.
1: I know. It's a really iconic scene, so really my brain started and ended with that. Like, I never (laughs) thought about, like, the undeniable feminine or something. exactly. It's just, like, after Jennifer uh, disembowels that guy in the woods, Mm -hmm. she is seen swimming in a lake nearby, and she just looks like this cool sea creature. Yeah, It's so eerie, and she's so, like, uh, calm.
0: Mm-hmm. There's, like, something just, like, really unnatural, like, about it, because even when she gets out, her body is, like, steaming. Yeah. It's, like, it's just, yeah. It's really
1: cool. It's really cool. And her hair is so dark, it, like, looks like the black water of the lake. Yeah. It's so sick. It's great. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff they said in the commentary that was surprising to me. Yeah. Um, That one, a bunch of other stuff.
0: Like how the ferret is the specter of masculinity.
1: That one <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Diablo Cody is like, oh, and here's the ferret. Like, there's one three second scene where you see a ferret at amanda seyfried's feet while she's like making lunch yeah because um, she has a pet ferret
0: apparently she has a pet
1: ferret apparently which like that seems like such a diablo cody thing to do that's it, not a bad yes, thing it's no. just it's like such a it's, it's this so funny. movie's
0: hamburger phone
1: exactly <laughs> and i love those little touches yeah. i think they're really fun when there's just like random weird shit in someone's house mm-hmm. um but uh in the commentary diablo cody goes this some guy i don't remember his name wait hold on because it was like he
0: was like you don't need the ferret and she's like but the ferret is the specter of masculinity
1: yeah (laughs) oh right it was eli roth (laughs) saying the ferret is dumb and diablo cody said no the ferret is the specter of masculinity and then changed the ferret's name to specter to prove her point oh my god (laughs) so funny people are wild i love it people are wild and i don't understand what the ferret being the specter of masculinity would would mean
0: i maybe like it's he's the man of the house so it's the like he's filling the, that empty space
1: I could see that I don't know I would need to hear more from Diablo I would like, yeah I'm not critiquing your take I would need more from Diablo my, and so, my rock and I, solid yeah, exactly. take
0: <laughs> <laughs> my foundation of steel
1: exactly but like also like Chip is her boyfriend yeah he's the man is boyfriend so like there is actually a man yeah you know they, I don't know I think Chip's a boy <laughs> that's true <laughs> I love Chip dearly. That's a boy. (laughs) That's a boy right there. Also, Chip is an amazing character. He's
0: so great. His actor is so good. His actor is like perfect. Johnny Simmons. Johnny Simmons. Johnny Simmons. Just chef's kiss. So good. I especially love the scene where we first meet Chip. Mm -hmm. And like that. It's also like one of the first times we see Jennifer and Amanda Seyfried together is like right after that because jennifer's like come with me to see little shoulder yeah the guy's so hot we have to go yeah
1: wear something cute okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) um and she's like oh but i have a date with chip but she cancels with chip Mm -hmm. (laughs) so he's just there lying on the bed while she's getting ready to see jennifer and it's so funny to me because it's like it's like he's the best friend getting ready with her for her date (laughs) with jennifer
1: It's such like, who's the third wheel here? I know. Um, It cracks me up, too, in that same scene. uh, She's getting ready and chatting, and uh, Needy, out of nowhere, looks around and goes, Jennifer's here. (laughs) And Chip is like, how do you know that? And Jennifer's like, Needy, from downstairs. He's like, that's friggin' eerie. He's like, that's fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah. That happens a couple times, too, where Needy seems to have like a sixth sense about Jennifer specifically because
0: they're in love because
1: they're literally in love. They
0: are literally in love. And I, that's the thing too
1: is this movie is about female friendships and how sometimes toxic they can be. Yeah. Uh, But it's also about like the romance that is sometimes inherent in very close female friendships. Yeah. I'm making up the inherent part, but Diablo Cody in the commentary did say Mm -hmm. there is a romance between them. They both need each other for different reasons
0: yeah
1: um so like you could talk about how this movie is about female friendships and about how they're in love and it's gay and you'd be right about both of those yeah it's so funny for real yeah
0: it's bye for bye it
1: is <laughs> <laughs> i hate to be the one to tell Jennifer you it goes both ways she
0: does! <gasps> okay I
1: love them. there's so many um, good moments in this movie that i just sort of want to watch it again already actually
0: you know like it's really oh shit it's really good yeah it's also just like so packed with iconic it like really moments and lines God. it's so fucking funny I'm
1: so glad it wasn't relegated to the the annals of time i know like right? it was such a uh, complete l for the studio at the time because <laughs> yeah. it was marketed so badly yeah but she's back
0: baby she's back hmm Do you want to talk about their relationship and friendship? Yes. Because I think that's like the meat and potatoes.
1: It really is. For us, at least. Yeah.
0: Um, I think, like you said, there are a lot of themes and a lot of things you could focus on. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't really feel like talking about sexual violence.
1: I know. It's my day off. Yeah. (laughs) On my day off. I don't want to do it.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting that Diablo Cody says that they need each other for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has actually clarified something for me just now. Really? Because I, I I rewatched the beginning of this movie again this morning, and I literally wrote down something about Jennifer grabbing Needy's hand during the concert, and Needy watching Jennifer watch Low Shoulder and then dropping her hand makes me one, like so sad I want to throw up.
1: <laughs> Needy dropped her hand?
0: Yeah, Needy dropped really? her hand. Yes.
1: Wow. Yeah. Right? I never noticed that. I always assumed it was Jennifer. No. (gasps) That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah.
0: Because I really think that, like, I, my, my tinfoil hat theory Mm -hmm. is that Jennifer uses Needy to get the emotional intimacy that she can't get from her sexual relationships with men. Mm -hmm. But Needy is actually in love with Jennifer. (laughs) Yeah. And she's just, I think you're right. you know, and yeah. she's lucky enough to have Chip who gives her that, like, emotional intimacy as well. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's Jennifer. Like, they're best friends. They have this, like, you know, crazy, symbiotic, toxic relationship where yeah. it's just, like, I don't know. I-, I think a lot about how, like, you lose yourself in relationships sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those situations. Yeah. Um, especially at the beginning. Sorry, again.
1: Yeah.
0: Chip is, like, you always do what she says. And mm-hmm. she's like, we just like the same things. We have a lot in common. And he's like, you have nothing in common. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, And he's kind of right. Mm-hmm. Like, they have nothing in common. Absolutely nothing.
0: But they're best friends and they're in love.
1: Yeah. And Needy has a line, sandbox love never dies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's her maybe excuse to herself of why she absolutely is literally in love with Jennifer. Is she's like, well, she's my oldest friend. Sure. Sure. That's it. I bet that's the only <laughs> thing it is, Needy. I bet that's it. <laughs> um, also, when Jennifer is first appears in the kitchen in Needy's kitchen after mm-hmm. she's turned into a demon, through like the benefit of hindsight, we know that she is now a demon and very hungry because she's just turned into a demon. So she pushes Needy up against a wall, mm. which is very, very sexual. Ooh, I mama, have to say, <laughs> I, 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 women, um, women. <laughs> And is like, are you scared? This is the ASMR portion of the video. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Um, and Needy's like, yeah. But Jennifer spares her, essentially, like, cannot stand to hurt Needy. So yeah. she doesn't eat her even if <gasps> she really wants to.
0: Oh, my God. You know? Okay, sorry. I just had another. <gasps> Tell me. Um, I read a really fantastic and harrowing book this summer called mm-hmm. Animals Eat Each Other mm-hmm. by buck
1: that's spelled f-u yeah <laughs> is that a family name yeah <laughs> it's...
0: animals eat each other by l nash mm-hmm. and it was a book about um a bisexual woman in a really toxic abusive relationship with another couple mm-hmm. and it was all about like sexual power and just like relationship dynamics like that And, like, the whole – and I'm not saying I completely agree with this. I think it was a really interesting book. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was – like, the main theme was about how it's hard to, like, as a young woman have a relationship – like, have a relationship with sex that isn't centered around power being taken from you. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, she had this incredible one scene where she had sex with, like, this one girl and they weren't, like – trying to hurt each other they were just like actually having like an equal like relationship like um it was like a really beautiful sex scene yeah (laughs) but that just reminded me of that where it's like um after jennifer is like able to you know be possessed by this demon is able to like become this like sexually powerful being Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she's literally a succubus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And it's only after then that she starts exploring, like, an intimate relationship with needy. Mm -hmm. Where it's like, she isn't looking, I don't know, I'm not able to synthesize this yet.
1: I can see that, though. I think I know what you're saying. It's like the same,
0: like, inkling of an idea I had during that first kiss scene with them, where it's like, it's only after she's fed that she then goes and looks for a relationship that she doesn't feel like she needs to be, like she isn't told to have.
1: Yeah. And also, throughout the movie, we see Jennifer being very confident, like, sexually and just in her appearance and just in general. And uh, in the beginning, she's, like, actively trying to seduce the lead singer of Low Shoulder. Yeah. And there was a line in the director's commentary that at the time weirded me out. It was something like, Oh, uh,
0: how girls are, like, complacent in their own...
1: Destruction or whatever or it was. It, it wasn't even complacent.
0: Remember. It's, like, how they're active uh, the, in... Yeah. ...their own... Downfall. ...exploitation. Yeah. Or it was something like something that.
1: Something like that, uh, which could be interpreted to mean a bunch of different things. Yeah. They didn't really expand on it, so I don't want to, like, get mad about it. Right. Um, but it is interesting that she is, like, portrayed as, like... Like, a lot of people could portray and do portray beautiful women as, like, sexually powerful, mm-hmm. even when that is not really what it is. Yeah. It's, like, using the only card you have yeah. to play. hmm And men in heterosexual relationships still do have, like, the power, I guess, to make a, a giant generalization. Right. And then the fruit of that labor in the beginning is that Jenny, 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 (laughs) Jenny. my friend Jenny, (laughs) I have a dog named Jenny. (laughs) My dog Jenny. My dog Jenny. Jennifer is, is taken into their creepy van and goes with them Mm -hmm. like willingly and then clearly regrets it like almost as soon as the door closes. She's like, oh, this was probably a really bad idea. Because that's like, yeah, sorry, finish your thought. No, just like, uh, especially when you're a teenager, you're a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you don't know what you're doing <laughs> when you're trying to be sexual. Yes. Um. So it's not her fault, anything that happens to her. Yeah. And it is interesting to see that like, her almost feeling like she's sexually powerful in the beginning and then mm-hmm. actually being sexually power powerful when she becomes a succubus. Yeah. <laughs> but not before then. No, exactly. Because
0: you know? like, that's the thing is it's like, that idea of sexual agency for teenagers mm-hmm. and even for young women and women in general sometimes like it's a huge generalization. I'm mm-hmm. not proclaiming this from the mountain. Like yeah. I know I have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> um. But it's like it is a fantasy that it's like by being sexually transgressive you can take the power back. It's like that's the van scene. You realize that it's like you're playing a role, and your role is predetermined. And if you want out, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. And like that same thing of like misunderstanding. Um, what you're actually doing. Mm-hmm. Once she becomes the succubus, it's like that learning that having like quote unquote power in, over people in sexual situations it means that you like harm is part of that power. Yeah. So like her disemboweling the boys is mm-hmm. like the externalized same thing, like as you know, low sh- low shoulder sacrificing her. Yeah. AKA raping her. Mm-hmm. Um, that it's like that power demands harm.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're right. And then she's like enacting that on others. Yeah, after that, and um, it's only
0: like after she. And it's like that she has that same disconnect of like it's um they're not people I'm killing boys. Yeah, you know, fascinating. And like,
1: honestly, and it's
0: like kind of like you know men don't see oh, women men, as people yeah, sometimes. Exactly. Like especially teenage girls. Like I. I I feel like as someone who dated a lot of twenty seven year olds when they were nineteen, uh-huh, you're just like kind of not a person to them. Yeah. Like it's it you're just like this little oddity that they can flirt at it's and so, impress.
1: Like if it weren't so literally dehumanizing and depressing and damaging. It'd be mm, kind of funny. They would be. That you can <laughs> be having a conversation with a person yeah. and know that they don't see you as a person with the full spectrum of human emotions yeah. or thoughts. It's, it's like it's like this like blankness in their face it, where they're barely seeing you. Yeah. God, I dated a 22-year-old when I was 17. God. Um, it was thankfully extremely short-lived. Thank um, God. but it's like as soon as it's that like I swear one of the the pillar of female experiences <laughs> is uh when you are the age that they were when you dated oh, them. God. And like me being 22 at the time and like meeting like a 17-year-old being like I feel like I'm going to vomit. Yeah. But the idea of dating a seven they're literally children. They're children. <laughs> it's like it's insanity. I don't I don't get it. It's, it's cuz it's about like power. Yeah. It's not about wanting a partner in life yeah. or something no i if just they wanted a partner in life they wouldn't date a 17 year old they wouldn't i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> just they want be someone, someone who won't know better. better yeah
0: exactly <laughs> exactly because
1: they couldn't find a 22 year old um a,
0: oh yeah go ahead. no i just i feel like that is um the point i was trying to make mm-hmm. then with girls participating in like sexualizing themselves mm-hmm. without really knowing what that means mm-hmm. so jennifer having learned what that means is now like looking for something outside of that with needy yeah and it's like that i don't know i think a lot about how like a lot of women came out during the pandemic because we Mm -hmm. were finally removed from this like social heteronormativity yeah that it's like you know when the expectation of dating is gone it's like you're thinking about what you you actually want Mm -hmm. not what you're told you should want so like jennifer being like oh, you know, like, you should, guys want you, so you should learn to control that and make that, like, your identity. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when she can have boys, (laughs) she, like, doesn't, like, she realizes that she wants something else.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, this shallow, like, she doesn't see them as people, like you were saying. But it's, it's, like, hit them and quit them, but they're dead, you know? Exactly, yeah. (laughs) It's, like, it's not filling the void the exa- like yes. her relationship with Needy is. Yes. Because yes. I think it's
0: really telling that she escalates it after Jay starts killing boys. Yeah. <laughs> you Fascinating, know? I I honestly. Know. I never
1: it's- thought about any of that. That's yeah. crazy. Isn't that weird? I know. And I do feel like, even though we just said we're not going to talk about sexual violence, I will very briefly sort no, of explain the, um, the leap we made a little bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Jennifer is uh, taken into the woods by the four men of the band. And held down and then taunted and then stabbed. And when I first watched this, I don't think I thought anything of it. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just like, it's a horror movie. A girl gets stabbed. But in later rewatches of this scene, it really does, for me, bring to mind a sexual assault. And it turns out this was on purpose. Because uh, in the director's commentary, Diablo Cody kept calling the knife the phallus. (laughs) Which makes me cringe horribly. I, I can't really tell you why but tell me you got a liberal arts degree without telling me you got a liberal arts degree so (laughs) so true but i do think like through doing that this movie even subconsciously like portrays the horror of sexual assault and how it could change a person Mm. um and also like 15 other themes so that's where we got from let's talk about sexual assault from the, the murder just for people who haven't seen this movie seven times. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. That, of course, that was a good yes. Oh, can I talk about something else? Please. Like, I've talked so much. I, I love it. <laughs> I love hearing you talk. Yeah, okay. Oh, awesome. God. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. because What a else? Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and keep it coming. Um, so there's a whole genre of movies called rape and revenge movies mm, mm-hmm. have you heard of those yes i've,
0: I've watched essays because i was looking for other people who hated promising young Woman as much as <laughs> See, i do I,
1: knew was- <laughs> <laughs> I liked promising young Woman, but i also only saw it the one time so mm-hmm. no i don't I remember too. why that's just- <laughs> sorry i'm no, just funny yeah no it's all good i'm an asshole continue <laughs> <laughs> but these movies as you might imagine really run the gamut from exploitative to maybe potentially empowering mm-hmm. um and I looked up the wikipedia list of like rape and revenge movies and imagine my surprise Jennifer's body is on this list um, yeah. which like was why I started thinking about it was I was like mm-hmm. oh if that is like an allegory for sexual assault then this is sort of a rape and revenge movie because yeah. the end of it is needy's revenge on yeah. the men also other movies that were on there that were funny to me not Mm -hmm. funny just interesting Mm -hmm. it's kill bill one which is true oh yeah Uh, and teeth which is a fantastic movie oh wow (laughs) did you watch teeth
0: no i haven't we should watch teeth sometime
1: if you if you feel like uh brave enough i guess
0: (laughs) i would be interested because i've heard a lot of things about it and i remember seeing the movie poster in a blockbuster when i was very young (laughs) So When
1: you see some of those and they just stay with you forever. Exactly.
0: Especially that one. It was like the one where she was like in the bathtub. I could picture it instantaneously. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Really, really fascinating movie. Now Um, I'd be down for sure. Yeah. But a lot of times these movies are exploitative because they like graphically show the assault. Right. Uh, And they originated, I think, in the 70s as like just to be as shocking as possible. Right. So So just like for shock value and no other artistic merit (laughs) right so they're not all good by any means but Mm. i did think it was interesting that this one was on it even though no sexual assault actually takes place right like on screen yeah you know like overtly like just how understood that was by other people apparently because that occur to me until like two weeks ago (laughs) i know yeah i
0: i don't know if i would have connected the dots either
1: yeah like as explicitly at least right you know Mm -hmm. yeah very small sidetrack uh, a movie, a French movie called Revenge from 2017 is a really good rape and revenge movie, in my opinion. Oh, cool. Uh, I think they do show the assault, like, too much. Oh, but uh, yeah. it's easily skipped in the beginning if you want to get right to the uh, she kills all of them in the desert part, which is really fun. I heard about that yeah. one. That oh, looks it's really so cool. Oh, so good. Oh, my God. Do you want to watch it? I we'll would just, watch like, that. skip the beginning ten yeah. minutes. It's amazing. <laughs> Sidebar to that. Another... I think sort of adjacent theme to the assault and like growing up as a woman parts Mm -hmm. Uh, in the commentary, Diablo Cody said something about how this movie is partially about the essential truth of losing friends as you grow up, Mm. but turned into storybook horror uh, (laughs) and said about Jennifer, you know, after she's become a demon, this girl is gone.
0: Mm. So I think
1: that's kind of interesting. Think about how those kinds of things change a person right and also just through growing up sometimes people are changed ways they can't come back from no i I
0: mean the the way that you choose to respond to things in terms of like how you protect yourself Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is like very different you know it's like the way that jennifer reacted to her assault would be different than how needy reacts possibly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, it's I don't know because even like just the way that they've like reacted to, you know, adolescence is Mm -hmm. wildly different. And I think it is also just because of like how society views them. Like this is kind of the first time I've been thinking about how like, because Jennifer is such a beautiful girl, like she was probably sexualized from a very young age. yeah, And like, she is the way that she is because she's trying to take power in that, Mm -hmm. like take her power back um and that's something that like needy just didn't have to do because she's kind of this like you know dorky yeah girl who like you know is gorgeous mm-hmm. but like isn't treated that way by like the social stratosphere of this small town yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that is probably true yeah
0: and i also i don't know i might cut this but i think mm-hmm. a lot about how strange gender performances just in terms of like the ways that female people find are like taught to like find what am i trying to say i don't know i think a lot about the spectrum of like were you pretty or were was your tomboyishness something that was rewarded yeah and like did you have the body like did you occupy a body that allowed for your tomboyishness to be rewarded
1: yeah i
0: think about that a lot
1: that's such a good point because it's like like too yeah no go ahead just like i feel like most girls have both of those phases at some yeah. time you know and it's like which one did you use and for what mm-hmm. Like what did you get out of the tomboy phase where you got to dodge some of the more painful parts of girlhood yeah. by being almost 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 seen like one of the boys yeah and getting to be exempt from some of the unfair critiques people level at feminine women exactly yeah no but how it's still not at all being free no of it Mm-mm. yeah and how a lot of people aren't uh rewarded for that kind of tomboyishness if, exactly if they're not beautiful enough to pull it off Honestly, I—that's when I was like, "You have to shut up forever," because <laughs>
0: I was like, "Wow, no one ever told me to wear makeup or like to dress nicer." And it's like, <laughs> "Shut the fuck up!" It's crazy. Bitch. You
1: know that you don't know your beautiful thing. Haley literally does not realize that she's gorgeous, and it's so frustrating constantly. <laughs> and
0: I was a One Direction fan.
1: There's no excuse. They wrote the song. <laughs> Did she listen? No, no. <laughs>
0: but it's also like i feel like that's why i never go easy on people with privilege because i'm like i'm mm-hmm. stupid and i figured it yeah out.
1: <laughs> we got there eventually
0: <laughs> fine like the world isn't actually just like um people aren't lying yeah it's true like that's the other thing it's like when pe- women talk about like yeah i'm like encouraged to wear makeup at workplace and i'm like that never happened i'm like i bet they're crazy yeah. it's like no girl <laughs> you just got lucky yeah everyone shut up damn and by everyone i mean me yeah
1: <laughs> sometimes that's there it's included oh it's complicated it is complicated. so now that we've talked about all of the very different interesting themes about this movie mm-hmm. let's talk about how it was marketed as uh like watch megan fox take her shirt off the horror movie yeah are you kidding are you me? kidding if anything this movie is uh mean girls with demons yeah uh there is no it's not it's insane to me it's also, I, before I forget, go watch yeah. the Yara Zaid YouTube yes, video yeah. about Jennifer's body. Because the horror of
0: bad marketing. The horror
1: of bad marketing. Because a lot of the marketing stuff I, like, took subconsciously from that. Yes. And also
0: literally from that. And um, in a very real
1: way, literally in from real, In a more <laughs> real sense, stole from that. All of her videos are great, but I really love that one. That one's so good. It's mm-hmm. really good. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we...
0: Oh, I, um just more on my um uh english class <gasps> tell me uh devil's kettle is the specter of femininity <laughs> yeah <laughs> i literally wrote in my notes the first time we were watching this about needy watching the fire is mm-hmm. that womanhood is a horror you witness in silence Ooh. and i feel like oh, that is so what true. i was reaching for earlier <sighs> yes. where it's like just like how so much of our body it's like taboo and like Mm -hmm. a secret and like you know your mom tells you about your period once and then it's kind of like something that you never talk about again and like all that shit
1: and how it's like self-enforced silence Mm -hmm. because you're ashamed yeah but it's also like real enforced silence because people don't want to hear about it and they'll tell you that (laughs) i didn't know that girls (laughs)
0: masturbated for so long like me
1: too <laughs> i didn't know it was something we could do yeah. isn't that so <laughs> fucked up that every yes. guy's every guy's like m- first time i masturbated story is like i thought i invented it and i thought i was like the shit like i thought it was the best idea anyone had ever had oh my god and i feel like maybe i'm projecting <laughs> every girl's <laughs> first masturbation i like see i can barely even talk about it. it is like i feel like i've committed an actual sin and i'm going to hell forever right like is this
0: allowed yeah are people gonna come to my door door and
1: and they're gonna kill me and (laughs) (laughs) stone me to death for being a witch
0: literally no and that's like honestly oh i forgot to talk about that too that's how i felt about like being attracted to women too like i thought that i was like a new kind of pervert that hadn't been invented yet
1: (laughs) (laughs) and we had the internet and we had the internet we had the internet you know, it's because I was
0: like, I don't think I'm a lesbian. Like, I do. I have crushes on boys too. Am I yeah. just like a fucking weirdo? I'm, I'm just
1: like, insane. Yeah, drained. <laughs> My God. <laughs> oh God, it's so hard out here. It really is. Mm.
0: So sorry. The marketing.
1: Oh, yeah, the marketing. <laughs> <laughs> There's just too many things to talk about There's, with this movie. Oh my it's God. like impossible to cover all the ground, which You're I like, think is why it took us so long to get here. Because we're so both so nervous.
0: <laughs> we're so nervous. It's also like we I I love it dearly because it's our first episode, but man did we beef <laughs> the, I, But I'm a cheerleader. I know. I almost want to like go back and record something because that's like one of our most listened to episodes. Like is it? every, oh, it's the
1: first one. It's the first too. one,
0: and it's but I'm a cheerleader. Yeah. Every week I look at our like analytics, and like that is the one, no matter what people have downloaded it. And Weird. I, I know, well, and I almost that like, makes
1: me sad. Honestly, doesn't it? I feel like we've gotten so much better. We've,
0: it's like in our audio, like everything about it. Like yeah. I totally get why someone would start with that and then be bounced off us yeah. immediately. Yeah. So I think I'm literally going to record a thing and be like, hi, this is our first episode.
1: It's, um, it's really If you not don't that like good. it, check out a different one. <laughs> yeah. Please watch our more recent one because I can almost guarantee it's better.
0: It's, yeah. At least the audio is better. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: We're still annoying, yeah, but our but, audio you know, is better. that happens regardless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie came out, I think, in 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, and almost everyone did not like it when it came out. Because um, people are dumb. Because people are dumb and, to be more generous... The marketing was so horrible
0: Mm.
1: that it's, like, hard to even know where to start.
0: Well, okay. Here's what I'm going to say. I stand by the fact that people are dumb. Because despite how bad the marketing is, and it was abysmal, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like, how would you still not be pleasantly surprised by the depth that this movie has? Yeah. Unless you are just like the guy who writes for the A V Club. Yeah. And is like, I didn't see Megan Pott's tits more than once. That's
1: true. So that is Two out, the thing. out of five. <laughs> I know. Exactly. That's the part where I feel like the critics are to blame mm-hmm. for not appreciating what this movie was. Yeah. Um, but I really honestly don't blame the audience that much mm. for hating it so bad when it came out because I watched the trailer and it was horrendous. It really looked like shitty high school unfunny horror movie Mm -hmm. where megan fox is the main character (laughs) they barely put amanda seyfried in there at all like what um and the whole thing is like they put such an emphasis on that one part where she zips down her hoodie and she's not wearing anything underneath but you don't see like her boobs yeah so it's like they really thought they were gonna get an r-rated megan fox's naked and hot movie right uh and were, I think, justifiably disappointed that that was what they was promised and didn't receive. But also, if you're going to go on the internet and be like, but I wanted to see Megan Fox poops, like, maybe don't do that. But, like, that Mm. is what the trailer told them was going to happen. Right.
0: They did promise to not deliver. And,
1: I mean, they didn't have to deliver, but they shouldn't have promised. Yeah.
0: Fair, fair, Um, fair. So,
1: like, they were not there to pick up on the themes of
0: female friendship. female
1: friendships <laughs> and sexual assault, and how all the men just get eaten in this yeah, movie,
0: and how teenage girl dumb is a vortex. yeah, she survive. exactly.
1: Like <laughs> they weren't there for any of that. no. but I on the critics part, mm-hmm. oh yeah, so people thought that the tone clashed or something in this movie. It's stupid tone and I hate issue fun. because they're dumb. <laughs> and also, I have to say, not to be a gender essentialist <laughs> <laughs> but but um i i really would like to see the fucking numbers on whose movies get called out for tone issues because i feel mm. like it indicates an assumption of idiocy yeah that most men are not given right you know yeah like to say a movie has tone issues is to assume those were unintentional tone differences, right? And I feel that this movie is extremely intentional to tone differences.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: and no, it's I've... good. It's not like it's not like jarring to watch. No. It's also funny. A it's lot of really the times. funny. Yeah,
0: this is a movie that like it doesn't drop your hand on this ride. Exactly. You know? Like it's it's very consistent in the world that it's created. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really interesting. I think I think that's a solid point. You know, and I think people who say that and I'm guilty of this, I'm the first person to be like, this movie has a tone issue. Like Which I learned what tone meant and I know. just never let go. Sometimes it does. But-, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it also, people who say that can unknowingly ha- assume that they are a part of an audience Yeah, when they're not. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, thinking that you understand everything that's being discussed or like are privy to things that, you know, you're just like not a part of a certain group. So it's like, you're just maybe not going to get it. Yeah. Like I think that could be said for like, you know, (laughs) maybe John Waters movies, you know, where it's like, so buck wild and dark. And like, the point is to be funny, but that's like off putting for people who like, Mm -hmm. maybe just don't understand what those movies are going for. Yeah. Which is fair, but it's like, you know, it's, Saying that something has a tone problem and not understanding what those tones are doing, mm-hmm. it still says something about you. That's <laughs> true. It's not necessarily about the film entirely. Yeah,
1: like, I found it off-putting. It's, like, a fair thing to put in a review. Yeah. But also maybe it was supposed to yeah. and maybe you also just didn't get it yeah
0: so i think i think you're right i think yeah. it like assumes that like well i don't know what's going on so it's bad
1: yeah exactly it's like okay well maybe this movie wasn't for you yeah. and the marketing was not clear in telling you that no. so i will i will accept some of that for your confusion but uh, a lot of people also just said this movie wasn't funny or scary enough to satisfy um, I... Which like I have two things to say about that. First of all, this movie's fucking hilarious, it's and it's so not funny. my fault that you guys have never laughed in your whole lives, and you wouldn't know comedy if it tapped you on the nose. You're
0: clearly you're Jello, you're lime Jello, you're lime and you green Jello. Just don't even <laughs> want to admit it.
1: <laughs> a quote from this fantastic movie. Um, uh, but also, I have never once in my life seen a scary horror comedy. It's a yeah. horror comedy. What about that? Makes you think you're gonna get the pants scared off, yeah, yeah. Like all of them are like funny and a little scary at like once or twice right. in the movie. It just seems like such a weird critique to me, yeah. That this horror comedy movie wasn't that scary. Like, okay. Go watch Hereditary then, yeah, you know, right. If you wanted the tits scared off, yeah, you go watch like shit Hereditary for two hours. Oh my god, it's like the worst I've ever felt in my life. I really, I I never actually forgot how scary the end scenes of that movie are, and mm. they haunt me to this day. See, like that's you
0: know, it's one of those movies where it's like I'm never gonna watch an Ari Aster film ever again. Yeah, because it's like I don't even get scared. I just feel like viscerally so terrible. Yeah, like I felt nauseous to the point where it's like, why do people make things like this? Yeah, like the world is so terrible already.
1: I like I feel that with uh,
0: not that it shouldn't be made. I know. Yeah, yeah.
1: I know what you mean. I'm not gonna consume. Yeah. Uh I feel that way a little bit with Midsummer. I do really like mm. a lot of that movie. Mm-hmm. But so much of it is not so much scary as it is nauseating. Yeah. And painful and horrible and sad. Yeah. Which is what it meant to do. Yes. So it's not like it failed or something. No. It's so, it, really good at that. It's very um, but just like not really like it. Let's rewatch it kind of fun time. <laughs> no. I have to say though, Hereditary is so genuinely fucking frightening. I think I've never been more scared in my whole life as I was in the last scenes of those mo- wow. that movie i actually like could not watch and wish like i was in theaters and i was like had my eyes closed <gasps> and being like i know it's happening based on the sounds and i wish i did not i wish i did not know it was happening based oh on god so fucking scary and then i watched this like shutter top 100 horror movie scenes of all time mm-hmm. and they only put it like at like number four that one should wow. have been number one in my opinion Dang. they put the thing over that, mm. which like I can respect, but don't mm. agree with. Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, I see. Anyway,
1: that's crazy. Um, the f- lots of the reviews for this movie are so fucking stupid. It's so <laughs> funny. I'm oh, genuinely no. so excited to tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, Roger Ebert.
0: No, King, don't do it. Roger Ebert, step away from don't the keyboard. Do it.
1: He said this movie. Was Twilight for boys? How did he watch it? I guess
0: so. Did he watch the he movie? Did. Does he? Has he seen Twilight?
1: I guess so. That's did he the have, like, most nonsensical thing I've ever heard in my life? It's like he just he played word soup. Yeah, like he just like congratulations words, like, on a nonsensical sentence. They're genuinely hard to come up with, but you made one. He <laughs>
0: like he like spun the clickboard of like zingers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it didn't make any exactly. sense. Twilight for boys, fascinating. I I could write an essay. about I'm not that. even
0: mad about it. So like nonsensical. I know, like,
1: what? It's not even like I must how have dare you. you? It's yeah. like oh god, did grandpa is he taking his pills? For yeah, you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, the weirdest part is that he was not the only one to compare this to Twilight. Tom Charity of CNN. I'm throwing him under the bus. You better watch your fucking back, Tom Charity. Uh, Not actually. I am not threatening Tom Charity. Um, But he said, the last time a horror flick tried for a distinctly female point of view, the result was Twilight. Where
0: on the doll was Twilight Twilight trying to be a horror horror movie. movie?
1: Which was more of a wan gothic romance than a chiller. My apologies to Tom Charity. I'm about to rip him a new one. Uh, I just, I'm like, like so personally offended by that entire statement that it's like kind of embarrassing because I shouldn't be that upset about it (laughs) on behalf of this movie and also Twilight.
0: It's a double whammy. It really is. You're looking at your laptop that has both a Twilight and a Jennifer's body Oh my God, I forgot about
1: that. I have multiple Jennifer's body and, because I have this low shoulder one too. That's right. Uh, and twilight that's stickers
0: so fucking the Pope funny holding
1: up the twilight movie. <laughs> um that's like what what huh? that, what are you on about okay so i know twilight wasn't the first what if the monster was kind of dreamy movie yeah. or book that ever came out mm-hmm. um but you have to admit it was the birth of paranormal romance as yeah. we all know it so it's so funny to me to be able to like look back and be like People had no idea what to do with that. No. They didn't know what box to put it in.
0: Exactly. They were just like, wow, it's not a horror movie, so it failed. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> like, like, literally, if you just watched the trailer, I can't imagine thinking that was a horror movie. Yeah, It's not even, like, a romance thriller. It's no, just a romance.
0: It's just a romance. It's literally
1: just a romance movie.
0: Like, wait to tell understand. me you've never read a romance book. I know, exactly. Like, there has to be a kidnapping plot. It's a romance book. Exactly. That doesn't make it an action There's movie. There's nothing
1: else to do with it. Thomas. Tom. <laughs> Tom Charity. Is that his name? Yes.
0: God. That's wow
1: um right and then some other guy said that the chances that this movie will be somebody's pop culture reference 27 years from now are slim to none which i consider wow. a personal challenge aged like milk <laughs> exactly that's 2036 we're almost yeah. we only had like 13 years to go girl i'm gonna get there <laughs> we're gonna get there
0: or <laughs> die trying
1: exactly my last real marketing point oh yeah um Is that? Thank God I rewatched the Yara Zaid video Mm -hmm. because it reminded me that Karen Kusama had to beg the marketing department. Karen Kusama being Kusama being the director. It's been Mm -hmm. a while since we said that. uh, Had to beg the marketing department not to make Megan Fox do a live chat on an amateur porn site. (gasps) I'm gonna, I'm gonna start. Excuse me. Eating people. I know. What? Imagine being like, wouldn't it be fun if we traumatized Megan Fox for life? Like, any any possible semblance of emotional stability I she need, might have kept from when everyone <sighs> shit on her for, like, five years when she was, like, 17? Yeah. Let's just throw that into the dumpster right now. I needed dresses. I know. That's, I need names. I need,
0: that's so fucked up.
1: That's. I'm sorry. This an idea only a man could have (laughs) you know like truly
0: what what did i just say about men not seeing women as people you know like hello hello
1: also like this movie i can't imagine the marketing people even watched it
0: no you know well like i just uh, this is i hate sorry um Mm -hmm. i get really I'm irrationally angry about people who are like, A24 movie, what's your favorite A24? Yeah. I love A24. It's like girly pop. It is a production company. Yeah. The only creative, quote unquote, decisions they make is what movie they think will make them the most money and mm-hmm. or prestige.
1: Also, you'll stop liking them if you just go see the movie Men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll that break you that A24 habit real quick. Let me tell you what. Well, let me tell you what. <laughs> the movie was horrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even heard of it. Oh, it so bad. I'm sorry. It's oh, the worst. Chase Louise. But, uh, like, that's the thing. It's like they only care about making money. Like, they don't care about the movie. They care about, like, what – how are we going to get people, like, worked up into a horny lather yeah. to go see <laughs> – the sexy jennifer body movie
1: <laughs> exactly though i oh, gotta remember that horny <laughs> la- let me write that down
0: <laughs> like they don't care if they lie like they're yeah. like we're uh, megan fox is so hot we're gonna like cart her around like a fucking mud flap decal
1: exactly and
0: get 12 year olds just like go buy movie tickets with their friends yeah and then if they're all mad because they hate movie who cares like we made our money
1: exactly it's like insane to me.
0: I just I don't. Companies
1: are not your friends.
0: No, they're not. They're
1: not. Um. Anyway. The marketing <laughs> was fucking horrendous for this movie. It's pretty fascinating. Again, watch the the horror of bad marketing Yarzade video. Mm-hmm. Uh
0: PMS sh- isn't real needy. It was intended <laughs> by the boy run media to make us seem crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, did you know i just skipped down to the funny quotes part of my <laughs> my page as well oh my god. god there's so many funny quotes in this fucking movie
0: it's also just like and they're not like out of nowhere like they're so they paint such a fantastic picture yeah. like there's just so much thought and like reality in this movie like i am forever endeared by the fact that chip has a bottom locker i don't know why that's just <laughs> so true to life like of course chip has a bottom locker yes
1: Look at him. <laughs> yeah, look at him. Of course he does. Also, it reminded me of another chip line where his mom is trying to get him to carry pepper spray because some creep out there is clearly into boys yeah. or whatever. And uh, he goes, Mom, I don't need that. I've been using the Bowflex. <laughs> And she goes two two zingers in a row she goes did you hear what uh colin gray whatever his name was looked like when they found him he goes lasagna with teeth she's lasagna? like you
0: heard <laughs> you heard that's right it's so good it's so good it's so fucking funny also another detail i picked up from my uh beginning rewatch was dirk the guy in the band that is talking to adam brody yeah he was like – because Adam Brody's like, man, I, I'm from towns like this. Like, we got to kill Jennifer because, <laughs> mm-hmm. because, like, you know, she's like, all oh, like, whatever. The and hot ones don't put out Yeah, something. exactly. And then Dirk's just like, you said you're from Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> you told us you were from Brooklyn.
1: Exactly. God, it's just like, I know these people, you know? Yeah. They're just – Oh, my God. It's so, so funny true. and real. God, it's so funny. Okay. Can we just – it's really short Mm -hmm. can i just read out the pool scene argument (laughs) (laughs) go for it chip who sees jennifer levitating in the air about 20 feet above the pool of water she can fly needy she's just hovering it's not that impressive (laughs) jennifer god do you have to undermine everything i do you are such a player hater later needy why do you need him huh you can have anybody that you want, Jennifer. So why chip? Is it just to take me off or is it because you're really insecure? Jennifer. I am not insecure, Needy. God, that's a joke. How could I ever be insecure? I was the snowflake queen. <laughs> Needy. Yeah, two years ago when you were socially relevant. Jennifer. I am still socially relevant. Needy. And when you didn't need laxatives to say skinny. Jennifer. I am going to eat your soul and shit it out, Les Mickey! Lady, <laughs> I thought you only murdered boys. Jennifer, I go both ways. <laughs> It's so, I'm sorry, that's the best so, dialogue that's ever been written in anyone's lifetime. You know,
0: it's like also, I'm sorry that her delivery of that insecure God needy, that's a joke, it's is so, so good. Perfect. It's, it's pre- like genuinely, God, it's such good acting. Yeah. God, like she's just she kills this. Again, role.
1: Megan Fox fucking sells this role. Mm-hmm. That reminds me of something else I was gonna say. Um So rarely have I seen the mean girl in a high school movie but everyone sort of likes her and puts up with her anyways because Mm. she's so hot but also so like fun and flirty and carefree right that people just sort of don't mind that Mm. she's really honestly mean and like bulldozes everyone all the time yeah uh but also you kind of feel bad for her because you can see like where she's coming from Mm -hmm. uh not that that's an excuse to be mean to people but like you know we talked a lot about jennifer in this podcast already but right um I have never seen that done so well in any other movie. For real. In my whole life. You know? It's perfectly done. It's so, and,
0: like, and even, like, the way that it portrays the, like, how, like, hurtful but also fun those types of friendships are. Yeah. Is, like, really, really just, like, chef's kiss. Yeah. this movie is so fucking good.
1: You're right, though. It's almost like the cure for boredom is worth just like sort of feeling like feeling like shit afterwards or even like just feeling like
0: you like i don't know this movie always reminds me of what it feels like to have like your first close friend in high school Mm -hmm. like specifically high school sorry to like cut you out it's not good (laughs) Um, because it's like you so much of the social thing of high school is like placated by belonging and i don't mean that in the like that's where the jocks sit yeah you know but it's like having that feeling of like it's me and my friend against everyone in the school Mm -hmm. is like so intoxicating because it's like you have like your weird amorphous self Mm -hmm. but then you can be defined by this other person and this little like language and like world that you create together Mm -hmm. and i think that this movie does a really good job of like because it's really, like, the first time that you're figuring out what relationships are, mm-hmm. and that's why it's so easy to fall into these, like, toxic, codependent, like, yeah. habits.
1: Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. God, I mean, this movie is just constantly good. You know? Yeah
0: social social stuff is weird when you're a kid it really is no one's a people yet and you're all trying to figure it out exactly it's hard
1: again with the like sandbox love never dies thing like that Mm. they probably wouldn't have been friends needy and jennifer oh yeah if they had met in high school no for real she never would have looked at needy twice exactly yeah um but they're just such different people but they still stayed the same i guess in that one aspect Mm -hmm. yeah i don't even know what else to say about this movie only
0: girls can comment on the power of valour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I loved that.
0: Which is what Diablo Cody said in the director's commentary. God, was she right. God,
1: she was so right.
0: <laughs> Jennifer wears a lot of valour, And I she think that does. just, like, it's it's... She was right. There's only a certain kind of girl who can pull off a velour hoodie like that.
1: Exactly, <laughs> Especially like a short-sleeved, like, oh, yellow-striped hoodie, too. I'm
0: mixing things up. That was terry cloth. Oh, And there right. is only a type of girl who can pull off terry cloth. That's so true. Yeah. Oh,
1: but the pink and red velour oh, hoodie. Oh, my God. <sighs> with the hearts all over it. Moment of silence. Never has there been such an iconic outfit. Oh, well, hold on. What did she say about that? It really made me laugh. Uh, oh, yeah. uh Diablo Cody says, there she is during the scene where she's wearing that outfit, sashaying down the hallway like a pink Roman candle. (laughs) The way that we both wrote that down. (laughs) Of course. Gotta remember that one. That's great. God.
0: It's also so funny to me that, like, I remember hearing that that pink and heart, red heart hoodie, it was like literally a children's hoodie.
1: Oh my God. And I'm like, God.
0: That's funny. The thematic potency. You know.
1: Oh, true. And God. now you can buy it for $15 on Amazon everywhere. Or Shein. it's the Jennifer's or, Body hoodie. Yeah.
0: Whatever drop shipping Etsy seller is your favorite. God, exactly.
1: <laughs> drop shipping Etsy. Every once in a while I'll see something cute on Etsy and then I'll later see it for ten fewer dollars on Amazon.
0: God damn it. <sighs> Some more small businesses question
1: out. The nerve some of y'all have to put a handmaid on your shit. I'm just oh my saying. God. If you actually handmake it, then you know. But if you don't, then you should feel called out right now.
0: You should. <laughs> you should fuck off. Oh, come on. handmade by someone who made pennies the hour. In, exactly. Like, some and then you Asian didn't handmake it.
1: Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> it's also one last thing. It's so funny to me that Karen Kusama said, you know, in later interviews that she tried telling the marketing people. Guys, we can't market this movie to boys and then have them go to the theater expecting one thing and then seeing Megan Fox not really take off her clothes but rip a guy's intestines out and eat them. <laughs> <laughs> and she was and she right. she was right. No one listened to her. Oh, Karen. I'm so sorry. It's so fucking funny. God. Um. Anyway, go watch this movie because it's, so good. it's amazing. It's so funny. And no matter how, like interesting or funny we did or did not mm-hmm. make the plot and the movie sound it's more interesting and funny yes, than that it is <laughs> there's a lot lost in the you not seeing megan fox yeah. selling the hell out of this god
0: she was born for this role she really was and she's so smart she did everything and she Her just made it game. yeah even better um it was so
1: good i almost forgot how weird she is with machine gun kelly oh now. God. <laughs> I try to forget. <laughs> I try to
0: forget. <laughs> oh, but I also want to say Amanda Seyfried acts the hell out of this. She, she really, really does. sells the like um, I'm going for mature, but not quite sticking the landing really well. <gasps> yeah. Um, in the scene with her mom, I also like am so eternally endeared by when she's like. When chip is like those jeans are so low i can almost see your front butt and she's yeah. like this is a it's a rock show chip this is my rock outfit it's so
1: cute <laughs> it's the cutest thing ever
0: and also yeah. just like we talked a lot about jennifer and needy's relationship but like her relationship with chip is so sweet it's
1: really sweet like this is
0: the high school boyfriend everyone deserves <laughs> that's
1: true he's so genuinely good he's in this role great. and they're so cute together i as, like just like such a there's just nothing wrong with no. him it's really good <laughs> it's
0: innocent it's sweet it's just fantastic yeah um, i cry
1: every time he dies yeah, me too the
0: line that he says to her is so raw <sighs> i think i died before you got here but i woke up when i heard your voice
1: uh. <laughs> yeah. ah. it's so good i and sweet and amazing
0: undone I'm undone i didn't know that diablo Godi had an earnest bone in her body
1: <laughs> we found it. the one <laughs> it was for chip
0: um but yeah um watch this movie
1: yeah it's really really good oh my god i almost forgot to talk about the scene where they kiss this is the last thing oh my I've god realized. the scene the scene the scene. <laughs> oh that was funny too we were watching the director's commentary and the scene where we both know where they're gonna kiss happens and Haley goes the scene and then in the movie karen kusama goes i've heard people call this the scene <laughs> <laughs> god so funny so fucking funny um I'm furious because they apparently took out uh, the part in this movie. Like, it's like two seconds, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they cut it out. But uh, in the movie, they kiss. uh, Jennifer kisses Needy, and Needy at first was very surprised. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the part they cut out was Needy, like, hesitating before and, like, clearly thinking something Mm -hmm. and then kissing jennifer back like on the bed like Mm. extremely passionately because my takeaway from this scene all the other times i watched it uh, without the extended version was that needy is like swept up in the moment and kisses jennifer back sort of without thinking about it and then comes to her senses and is like aren't you a succubus or whatever it is (laughs) you're killing people aren't you killing people (laughs) hold on i just saw you covered in blood uh outside really quick yeah um so I think that's too bad that it's, they took that part out. I know. But still, it's such a good scene anyway. It is. Um, it's like, uh, it's just great. <laughs> it's like,
0: again, I'm sorry. It's just girlfriend things. Like, she shows mm-hmm. up, Jennifer's in her bed wearing one of her T-shirts, <laughs> and it's just like,
1: I, I... I, I swear
0: Jennifer I'm
1: says something. I'm not making something. this up. You know, I swear Jennifer, too, says something like, we can play Mommy and Daddy. Like we used to. <laughs> I i i the subtext ah, is text it's It's text
0: text. it's literally text i
1: can't believe i used to think this movie might not count it completely counts it counts counts so hard oh
0: my god i do you ever think about how like when you watch things when you're like 22 and under and you just like was i
1: asleep like how did i miss dude everything (laughs) all the time why am i like that i'm like what was my deal like and now every time someone's like, "Did you see that movie?" I have to be like, "Yeah, but it was over five years ago, so I may as well not have seen that movie." <laughs> yeah. Like if I right. thought it was bad, but uh, like someone else has an argument for why it was good, I'd be like, "Yeah, I bet you have a point." I, <laughs> I remember it it that probably well. just went over my head. Yeah, I was probably looking at my phone the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even do that. I don't yeah. have an excuse. There you go. I was just dumber. <laughs> my dear, <laughs> I have that too. Don't worry. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: no, man. Okay, I
1: think that's all I have.
0: Yeah for real this time
1: thanks for sticking with us
0: yeah we're coming back for realsies this time hell yeah we are um we've got a couple holiday movies lined up (gasps) exciting and uh yeah i things things to come Mm -hmm. um we're gonna touch on bound pretty soon we're gonna finally finally, (laughs) finally and uh after that everything everywhere all at once <gasps> which i'm so excited about i love that movie yes um but yeah before that we we got some holiday schlock to get through oh on. yeah
1: because <laughs> <laughs> it'll be
0: fun because it'll be fun yeah
1: hopefully not so long a break next time but also we're doing our best yeah we both have jobs girl i moved again she moved again poor <laughs> Haley. Claire's in coding school i'm like, in I computer science school <laughs> um so my brain is full of marshmallows mm-hmm. and also goo and some numbers, but mostly goo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, I
0: applied for grad school. God, it's been Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been a month. It's been
1: a month, man. It's been a month and a half. But we really do have a lot of fun doing this. Yes. So we want to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Have a good one. I'll we'll see you next you on time. The